Well, this morning, um, I'm glad you are here. We are, again, two years celebrating being pastors here at American Canyon Foothill Christian. And we would not have it any other way. Anna and I enjoy and love this church and love every one of you. So again, it's our privilege to be here as your pastors every Sunday and every day during the week. How many know that pastors aren't just your pastors on Sundays? They're your pastors every day of the week. Amen. So you're getting a handout this morning, and if you don't have one yet, just raise your hand. Uh, Bianca will pass one out to you right now. And this morning, I want to talk to you about this message for this time. Uh, I have shared this message before. Uh, possibly uh, most of you here may not have heard it because we've had uh, newer additions this year to our church. But the message today is a promise to each of you. The promise is this, that God wants to restore, rebuild, and renew in your life. Amen? He wants to restore, rebuild, and renew. That's what He's in the business of doing, is of restoration, rebuilding, and renewing. I know when I can think of just my life alone, I think of that process, and how we're, we're always on that continual process of being renewed. The Bible says to be renewed of, of our minds, correct? And, and that's what the Word of God does. But today, what I want to talk to you about is that, again, Anna and I celebrate two years of this, of this uh, being pastors here. But that's a journey that the Lord took us on. And it wasn't always evident to us what that journey is of how God uh, does things. How many know that you can look back, be a Monday morning quarterback, so to speak, and look at life situations and realize, okay, I get it. I know what God was doing all along. How many can experience that, right? Or can say amen to that? You know, I, I wish we could all view things with, with the hindsight, you know, in the present, um, wouldn't that make things so much easier? Wouldn't that make making decisions, whether it's buying a house, you know, choosing a church, choosing a new profession, a new job, wouldn't it make it easier to know in advance what, what those consequences or maybe blessings would be? Of course it would. But again, that's what God wants you to, to learn to do is to trust in Him, right? It's learning to walk with Him and trusting Him and really holding on to His hand and saying, Okay, Lord, you're going to take me? I'm going to hold on to your hand. I'm going to trust you that you have my best interests at heart. So that's what I always remember is that the Lord's not going to bring any bad gift to you. He's not here to harm you but to give you a, something good for your life. So again, he's in the restoration, rebuilding, and renewing business. And I truly believe that many of you here were just like me. You had a vision, a dream that God has given you that you may have seen put to the side through circumstances. Maybe there are things in your life that you haven't seen fulfilled yet that God has promised for you. Maybe there was a, a dream at one time. Maybe it was a vision at one time. Maybe it was for your sons or daughters or granddaughters to get to know the Lord and, and that hasn't happened yet. Well, I want to remind you today, this morning, that God is still in the transformation business. He's still here rebuilding, renewing, restoring lives. Amen? Amen. Here's what I want you to get this morning. This same Jesus that I'm talking about can begin to pick up the pieces and rebuild your life. We cannot do it ourselves. 
because we will always fall short. Everybody say, fall short. But when we allow the master builder to begin to rebuild our lives, only then can we become the masterpiece he intended. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I am his masterpiece. Believe it or not, you are His masterpiece. He has created you. He views you as, your, as His son and daughter as a masterpiece. He created you. Just like Van Gogh created masterpieces. He has nothing on God Almighty. You are His masterpiece. And when you get depressed, I want you to take a good look in the mirror and say, I am His masterpiece. Amen? Amen. Because you are. You are a child of the King. And uh, far too often, our lives and the world beats us up to where we come dragging our tails in on, on, on a Friday and just beat up, you know, out in the, in the world, our, our, our co-workers and, and the world just seemingly can, can beat you up where you just feel depressed, no self-esteem anymore. And I know that's none of you here. I know that's none of you here. But if that were to ever happen, you have to remind yourself, I am His masterpiece. I am created wonderfully. Wonderfully made is what the Bible says. And, and again, God is in the business of restoring those broken pieces. You know, we sing a song here about broken vessels. All of us have been broken at one time. And God restores us, doesn't He? He restores us. So, I want you to turn, in the Old Testament, there's a particular scripture found in the book of Joel. It's on your outline as well. But the book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse 25, this is a promise unto you, everyone here. Unto you, it's, a, it's a, one of the minor prophets, one of the last books in the Old Testament. The book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse 25 says this, And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. That's the new um, standard version. I will restore to you, to you the years that the locusts have eaten. How many have felt like that? That, that the enemy has come in and stolen from you and taken from you something that you felt was yours. You ever felt like that? That the enemy has come in and taken something. I want to remind you here today that God's promise to you is that He's going to restore that to you. What you have lost, He's going to restore it back to you. That's a promise. Can I get an amen? Amen. Psalm 15, or excuse me, 51 and verse 12 says this, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You know this word restore, I believe I put it on your outlines, it's used over 122 times in Scripture. 122 times. That's not by accident because the Lord again is in the restoration business. How many have ever seen um, a person that restores furniture or maybe fancy cars? You've seen that before? Maybe you've done that before. Taking what you would look, you and I would look at as an original piece and going, I don't see how you could ever fix that. And then months later, years later, you see the finished result. I'm a big car fan. And when I see old cars fixed up, you know, some muscle cars, or even back in the 30s, 40s, some, you know, a nice Ford coupes getting fixed up. And I go, you created this out of that? 
It's amazing. It just, it blows my mind. And, and that's what he's done for you and I. He's taken you and I as broken pieces. We are broken. We are, the Bible says, we're destined for hell without him. Amen? We are destined for hell without Him. We need to be restored. We need to be rebuilt and renewed in our spirits. Again, it's not by accident that this word restore is found 122 times in the Bible. The Lord wants to restore every one of you this morning. Restore you to that place. See, you have, when, you're, when you're being restored, you're taken from one type of condition to another condition, a better condition. You're taken from a place of where, where you're unusable, where you're of no value, and put in a place where now you're extreme value. You're a masterpiece. That's why you can say to God today, I am His masterpiece. You can declare it to your neighbor, I am His masterpiece, because He has restored you. Amen? See, the Lord... He, he called me to do this years ago. I just want to share a little bit about this. I first became a believer in the 80s. And then uh, for the first few years, uh, I started getting into this word. I, I was on fire. I was this bottle rocket just going up. Like uh, You've seen people that have just come in and, and they're like bottle rockets, right? But the, the thing that you've got to be careful with those bottle rockets is they go up, but then they come down. And that was me. I was soaking everything up, but I was doing it so fast, so fast, that I wasn't equipped to handle all that that I was receiving. Um, and because and, I, didn't, I didn't do it uh, wisely. And I'm not suggesting that, that uh, you, you can't be a bottle rocket. I'm just saying for me, it didn't work. And what ended up happening, what I'm trying to say by that is, I walked away from the church after a few years, after about three years, four years of being saved, I walked away from it. That's because I didn't have a solid foundation. I didn't have a foundation to stand on. I was just living off of the adrenaline, living off of the excitement, but I didn't have a foundation under me to support me. And because of that, I walked away from the Lord and I walked back to the sins that where I was living at before. What God took away from my life, what I gave to Him, I said, okay, Lord, I want to go back to it. That is something that the Lord has forgiven me for, but in hindsight, now looking back at that, I just feel so bad that I ever did that. Yeah, that's called being a backslider. That's what I was. And I, and I was there in that condition for two years. Two years I was living in this uh, life of, of, of waking up every day, knowing what God's plan was, but yet willingly being disobedient. And there's nothing worse, and we've shared that here, and we had a wonderful testimony last week by Lisa uh, Henson last week who shared of this wonderful restoration process in her life. How God took her and transformed her and saved her after a life of, of years of being on the street and so forth, being homeless. And she shared a wonderful uh, testimony. And God did the same thing. He can restore us. Restore, he restored me. He restored each of you. And, and, and my point is, when you're in that condition, you don't need somebody reminding you, what are you doing, Rick? What are you doing? I already knew. Every day I would wake up, I knew. I'd wake up and I'd think, Lord, I know this isn't pleasing to you. I know it isn't. But yet I was still disobeying the Lord. I was my worst critic because that condemnation, really, it was, it, was, uh, it was the Holy Spirit. 
But also it was, it was Satan too, beating me up, saying, yeah, God's never going to love you back. How dare you think that God would accept you back? You know, anybody that's ever backslidden, been in a position like that, has felt that has felt Satan stepping on him because he wants to keep you there. Remember I mentioned about the handkerchief? I got the handkerchief right here. It's always in my back pocket. That's how Satan views you before you come to know the Lord. He's saying, I know Rick was right. There he is. He's right there. I'm going to put him right back in there. And that's how it was when I was living like that, away from God. He knew I was there. But then the minute I came back to the Lord, I realized, like the prodigal son, I came to my senses, is how I describe it for myself. All of Satan, Satan's going, where's Rick? He was back here a moment ago. Where is he? I was no longer in his back pocket. I was now in the back pocket of our Savior. Amen? And that's the testimony that Lisa shared last week. She's no longer in that back pocket of Satan. She's now in in the Lord's pocket. The Lord is directing her path now. The Lord is restoring her. Amen? So again... The Bible talks about this word also rebuilding. So, so he takes the broken and now he has to rebuild it. And that's a beautiful process. Sometimes it's, it can be painful though. How many know that? When God works on you, it can be painful. He might, he might ask you to do something for him. Sacrifice something. He might ask you to give certain friends up. Well, if, the, if all they were were just you know, friends that are, friends are going to keep you down, really what kind of friends are those? And, and things like that, um, he starts to begin to rebuild. And sometimes, you know what uh, contractors do in the, in, the, in the carpentry business or in the remodeling business? You know how they rebuild? They level. They level the building that's there. They destroy it. Rather than build it, they, they level it. And really, that's what God does with us. He levels that junk, that stuff that we have in our spirit, in our nature. He levels it and says, no, I'm going to start anew. I'm going to rebuild brand new in you. That's why He can make you a brand new person. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. He can rebuild you today and make you brand new. Uh, amen. I was, I was listening to this, this wonderful testimony of this woman that we knew. Um, and this was years ago. She shared this testimony in this church. So there's about 500 people sitting. She's declaring over, over the microphone of the three abortions she had had. This woman. And she had come to the, to the Lord through this drama that we were having at the church. And she shared this testimony. But... She was talking about this process, about this rebuilding and renewing. She never thought God would ever accept her because of that. She never, ever thought that. But the Lord says, I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I can rebuild you, restore you, renew you. And and that's where we can allow the enemy to delude our thinking and, and to think that we're not valuable to the Lord. That the Lord could never save me. The Lord could never love me or care for me. Don't ever think that way. You are His masterpiece. Again, I am His masterpiece. Say that right now. I am His masterpiece. Amen. Amen. Have you ever felt that your life has been demolished, that the foundation you are standing on has been demolished? Have you ever felt that? That's when we need to begin the rebuilding process. God sometimes does that intentionally. He'll take that 
foundation because it wasn't built correctly. Sometimes these builders have to level the whole house and the foundation that it's sitting on because it wasn't built correctly. There were many homes here over a year ago that have been leveled because of the earthquake in Napa, I'm referring to, because the foundation wasn't built correctly. Or it wasn't anchored to the foundation and the house came off. Many houses like that that were demolished. So they have to come in and build it right, do it correctly. That's what God does in our lives. In the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 2 and verse 19, these are Jesus' words. Jesus answered them and said this, Destroy this sanctuary, and in three days I will rebuild it. Who will rebuild it? Jesus will. God will. Jesus will rebuild it. He was going to rebuild his sanctuary when he's talking about his physical body. He does the same thing in your lives. When you're destroyed, when you have felt your foundation ripped out from underneath you, and I know many of you here have had and gone through life situations. You've gone through what what we call life, right? Life happens. Life isn't just a, a path filled with roses. You know, there's a song about that, right? But, but life isn't that way. You will encounter bumps in the road, but it's how you handle them and, and if you're allowing God to help you through that process. Uh, I remember years ago, the old Uptown Theater. How many remember the old Uptown Theater in Napa? There, there was a, a big-time theater from back in the 40s, and it had wonderful architecture inside. Well, for that was a, the place I used to go watch movies in the 70s and 80s. I was a little kid back then. But anyways, I used to go watch movies, and then it got shut down. It got sold to a, a new owner, and then it remained shuttered. Nobody used it. And then finally, um, it began to get remodeled. It began to get rebuilt, restored to its original condition. You go in there now, they have concerts of big name people there and, and so forth. And it's an amazing place when you go in there and you look at the, the, how they've painted everything, restored it to its original condition. It's a beautiful, beautiful building. And when you see that, it reminds me, reminds each of us, that's what God does in our life. He restores something that maybe was even shuttered that, that the devil was telling you, you're no good. You're no good. What, could, what good could you possibly do for the kingdom of God? And, and the Lord steps in and says, no, this is my masterpiece. Wait till you see what I create out of nothing. And that's what he did with this theater. Ephesians 3.20 says this, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. God does exceedingly above anything that we can ask or think. That's why he amazes us with what he does for us. Amen? Amen. And then the Bible tells us that he's in the renewing business. Renew, to make new again, to restore to freshness, perfection, or vigor, to give new life to, to rejuvenate, to reestablish, to recreate, is what renew means. That's the Webster's Dictionary version. How many have ever felt 
man, I needed that vacation. I, I come back now, I feel renewed in my spirit. You ever been there, taking a vacation, and you just come back? Sometimes vacations can be a lot of work where you come back, I need a vacation from my vacation, right? Have you ever felt that? Well, you got to be careful. There's a time for renewing your body, renewing your spirit. The Lord wants you to take care of your bodies. He wants you to take care of your mind. But He wants you to be fresh, to be restored. Because we can't be of any earthly good or spiritual good if we're worn out. Can anybody say amen, right? We have to be renewed. That's why times like yesterday, going to the beach, yeah, it's work. Yeah, it's work packing up, getting up early, heading out there. But you get renewed in your spirit. You have a great time. You take that hot shower when you go home and you go to bed and it feels so good, doesn't it? You know, because you're renewed. You're renewed. But you still have that smokiness in your nose and you can't get it out, right? Like me last night. That smokiness from the fire. It just stuck in me all night. Smelled like smoke all night. That's a good smoke. Yeah, that was a good smoke from the barbecue. Exactly. So again, renewing. We want to be restored in our spirit. The Bible says to be renewed in our mind, in our spirit. And we have to seek the Lord to be renewed. Tomorrow again, I always like to say this. You're going to face those at work. You're going to face the issues of the day. The complainers, the grumblers, the ones that are, are having a bad Monday because of what they did on Sunday and Saturday. They're going to, you're going to hear them tomorrow. They need to be renewed. But you're going to walk in already renewed because you were here in church. You're going to have the Spirit of God resounding in you. And you're going to be able to uh, have that freshness to you. And they're going to look at you going, what in the world are you doing? Well, I'm renewed in the Spirit of God. And, and you can walk around like that and declare that to them. Here's what the Bible says in Isaiah 40:31. one of my absolute favorite verses in the Bible. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 40 and verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Ever been there when your strength is just like almost gone? You just want to collapse? The Bible here says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Not just physical strength, their spiritual strength. We all need to be renewed. And the key there is waiting upon the Lord. Waiting. We need to learn to wait upon the Lord. Lord the Lord isn't like this. We want things done just like that microwave over there. We want to just put it on 30 seconds and boom, it's done, right? The Lord does not work that way. The Lord says, in my time, not your time. And that's why we need to be reminded of that. The Lord is in the renewing business. He will give us strength. He is our source of strength. Amen? Amen. Are you a born-again believer today? Then you've experienced this renewing today. I'm here to tell you, if you are a born-again believer, you have experienced this renewing today. But that's the first step in this lifelong process. It's not over just one time. This is an over, continuous, continuous process. It's the sanctification process, right? We learn to be, uh, to be rebuilt, restored, renewed in Him. And it's a process that we learn every single day. Some weeks we need it more than others. Right? Some, day, some days we need to be restored more than others. Rebuilt, renewed. Sometimes, not only is your spouse not talking to you, your kids don't talk to you, even the dog doesn't even come up and talk to you. 
That's when you really need to get rebuilt, restored, and renewed. Because we know a cat's not going to come up to you. <laughs> I'm not a cat person. I'm just going to declare right now. I'm a dog person. All dogs go to heaven, right? They even made a movie about that. Okay. All right. Psalms 51 and verse 10 declares this. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. One of the things I pray on daily. I pray that verse daily. Lord, create in me a clean heart, number one. I want to stand before God and man with a clean heart. And then, Lord renew a steadfast spirit within me. So what it's telling us there is, He can't renew your spirit unless you have a clean heart. You have to have a clean heart. Then He could renew your spirit. But if you're ever bumping up against that wall and saying, Lord, I don't feel renewed in my spirit. Well, maybe there's something in your spirit that you got to confess to the Lord. Maybe something that you got to give to the Lord. Maybe, Lord, forgive me of this, forgive me of that. Because it's declaring here, created me a clean heart. He wants to have a clean vessel that he can work on. Amen? And then, and only then, can he renew a steadfast spirit within me. I always think of that scripture and I think of of an evangelist. Maybe some of you might know this, but back in the 80s, mid-80s, there was some televangelism misery going on. And there was this one evangelist with his Bible, and he would always walk around with his Bible like this. And some of you know who I'm talking about, out of Louisiana. And he got caught doing some things that he never should have been caught doing. And then he was caught, well, in his church... He went in and then confessed to them. And he was crying and pleading. And he began to quote Psalms 51. If you ever go back, you can YouTube it to this day. And he's there declaring it from his heart, Psalm 51, with tears flowing out of his, out of his eyes and confessing. And I believe he was sincere at that moment. Um, but he was quoting Psalms 51. That's where we get it from. Created me a clean heart. That was David's prayer King David's prayer when he sinned. When he sinned. And you should all go back and read that chapter. If you've ever done something naughty, (laughs) we can all do things naughty, right? Because none of us here are perfect. We're imperfect beings in an imperfect world. But if you ever feel that you need to confess and you want a prayer that will strike God's heart, you go read Psalm 51. Read it and declare that with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your spirit. And God will hear that prayer, I promise you, when you mean that with all your heart. And that's what this televangelist did. Uh, That's what David did. David is the one that penned this, this psalm here. Here, what David was doing, he was crying out forgiveness, for forgiveness and renewing at the same time. He said, Lord, forgive me, renew me, renew within me a clean heart. Here it signifies a renewing of your inward spirit, of your inward person. We need to have our inward person renewed because it's filled with junk throughout the week. I'm going to tell you, tomorrow when you go out, the world's going to fill it with junk. It's going to pour into you what you, what you receive out there, what's out there. We need to have the Word of God consistently renewing our heart. Every day we need to have that. This world, again, bombards us with negativity, pride, and hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, so much of that, everywhere that we look. And those sins, if we're not careful, can destroy your life and my life. And that's why we we always need to have a spirit that's renewed, that's uh, restored, that's rebuilt. 
Amen? And here is, as I close this morning, I want to keep this simple and straightforward, but there's an important thing here. If, if that's you this morning that wants to have a new start, a fresh start in Christ today, uh, back when I, when I, uh, that's all right, you don't have to take care of that, Bianca. I got someone to take care of that. Back when, when I was in high school and I ran track, there was this thing that we used to use to run our races. They were called starting blocks. And you get in the starting blocks. And if you started correctly, that would determine the outcome of that race. How many ever used starting blocks? Okay, don't raise all your hands at once. Okay, a couple of them. Okay, most of you were long distance runners. I see that. Okay, so there's a few sprinters in here. But starting blocks are vital to beginning a process. When you start out correctly, and that's what the starting blocks would help you, they would help you explode out of, of the race, explode out when you did it properly. And when you did that, it helped you, and it, help, it may have helped you win those races. Same thing with, with how we're rebuilding and renewing and restoring. If we start off correctly here, Quoting Psalm 51, Lord, forgive me my sins. Lord, renew in me a clean heart, a clean spirit. If you begin to declare that today, if that's you today, if you're struggling with some of life's issues in your past and you want to be rebuilt, you want to be restored, renewed in your mind, and you want God to do that in your life, then I pray that you start it correctly. Get in those spiritual starting blocks. Get down in your stance, and you get ready to listen, not to that gun going off, but to the Lord's voice, His Word declaring to you, you're His masterpiece. Now get up and and start running for Him.